0: On um, this week's episode of The Fizz, I have a very exciting announcement, especially for those day one listeners. After that, we get into a little Britney Spears, we talk a little good news, bad news, we talk about Giovanni Smith's Gordie Howe hat trick, and that's all before we get into the Super Bowl. We talk about the game, the commercials, the halftime performance, and everything else in between, and then we close it out with a little over-under But before we get into all of that, I do have to note our very special and important sponsor, Selva Tea. Selva Tea launched last month, and if you guys support this podcast, Champagne Athletics, me, or anything else in between, please go support Selva Teas. They have teas for every type of tea drinker, whether you're looking for caffeinated, non-caffeinated, something to help regulate your system, something to help give you a pick-me-up. They have teas with herbs and spices from all over the forests and jungles of the world. The one I am drinking this week especially is called Feel Better. This subtle herbal tea is packed with ingredients believed to prevent colds and boost the immune system. And after eating like absolute shit on Super Bowl Sunday, I can't stop drinking this stuff and I already do Feel Better, which is the name of the tea. They have a minty tea they have an Oolong tea that'll give you a pick me up in the middle of the day. I'm telling you guys, they have teas for every type of occasion, and every single one of them has its own special health benefits. So go check them out on selvateas.com. Use the code fizz 10 for 10% off your first order today and go try them out. Selvateas, the roots of health begin in the jungle. But now, Let's get into the fizz. Chalk with straight shots and then
1: pop bottles. Yeah. Burp with the hood rats, then pop bottles. Uh-huh. Chalk with straight yeah. shots and pop bottles. Yeah. Burp with the hood rats. Then okay, pop we, popping like we a pop a champagne like we want a champion ship. Yeah. like I got on a champion ship. cause I bought a horse. Don't just be by a I am the bird, bird man. The I bird man. Bird
0: Hello and welcome to episode 57 of The Fizz. Thank you all for joining us. We are recording this on Tuesday afternoon. Me and Jay are in our respective homes today. Doing it a little earlier this week because we got plans later in the week. So this one will come
1: out Wednesday morning for you guys. Jay, how are you doing? I'm good. Um, Enjoying myself. Got the the guns out today,
0: you know? Yeah, I was going to say, you got the guns on. It looks like you got like a protein shaker
1: there. What's going on? Are you just juicing again? You're back on the juice? I'm, I'm back, man. I'm back, <laughs> baby. Not the juice, but, you know, the healthy stuff. Super Bowl's yeah. over
0: now. That's right. You said after Super Bowl, it was going to be just, you know, you're on,
1: it's JU's health kick, JU's health journey. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Usually right now, recording this, I will have a, you know, a tall boy in front of me, but, uh, Instead, you know, going to a little um, protein slash energy drink that's just, you know, kicking off the kicking off the week. Well,
0: yeah, good for you, man. It's like your New Year's. You know, I think I think maybe Super Bowl should now be deemed like the uh, the second chance for New Year's because, you know, people say like New Year, new me. They try to kick it off and they don't get it. I say you get one more chance and that's after Super Bowl. Right,
1: definitely, because you have that, you just go gluttony on Super Bowl Sunday, like I did, oh. uh, you know, on Sunday, you know, the array of food, snacks, everything. And then, you know, you just have that few hours after the Super Bowl ends around 10, 30. You have those hours, you just feel disgusted about yourself. And then you wake up the next day, you're ready to go. I had I had this
0: epiphany during the Super Bowl that it's pretty much just Thanksgiving it's just but without all the family or maybe you are with family but like it is it is like
1: the takeout ordered food of of thanksgiving right exactly that's exactly how it is you stage your meals all through the day so you <laughs> yeah. consistently eat in every hour of the every hour of each hour you you know you have something different that you're munching on Right. And I will say this Super Bowl
0: was like by far the most I've ever eaten. I mean, we just, we had like ham and cheese homemade sandwiches that were like melted into these grinders. We had pizza, we had meatballs. Uh, we had Buffalo wings. It, it got out of hand, Jay. It got, it got kind of spooky towards the end. We had like cannolis to close the night. <laughs> we were drinking martinis. It got, it just was like, it just got out of
1: hand. You, you know what you say that. And I feel the same way because I think this year I looked forward to the Super Bowl more than I have in re- in recent past. For some reason, I don't know. It's because like the quarantine and everything, and I you think know, so. you don't have all that. And this is just a reason to just splurge and just you know just go nuts. You know, you just find another reason to just have some excitement in your life. But I I, I totally agree with you. This year I I went above and beyond and <laughs> I just. You know, I, I was excited for it and I I like the game too. We're gonna to jump more into that, but uh yeah, I was excited this week.
0: Yeah, one thing about your health journey, I definitely have not uh, joined you in that. I mean, today I was I mean, yesterday I was left over pizza and sliders, and today I was left over pizza and meatballs, and it's it really time for me to just find my way into a salad here soon because um, you know, I'm just, I'm just feeling like a grease ball lately. And I mean, look at me, I'm still, you're look at you and your workout stuff with your sleeves cut off. I'm going robe. I'm going full robe today. It's cold. It's cold in my office and I, I'm just going robe. I'm still, in,
1: I'm still in Super Bowl mode. Right. Well, I, I gotta say though, like the eating healthy, I, I'll tell you, it's a lot. No wonder people are fat. It's a lot cheaper to eat shit than it is to eat healthy. Yeah. Without a you doubt. Know? So yesterday, the first healthy meal that I had, you know, the dinner yesterday, I had a nice uh, steak salad, mm. you know, I had, mm. it was a nice big boy salad, the, the missus made her, her homemade dressing for it. I, I got a couple of fillets mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, sliced those. You got to cut the steaks out of bias, cut mm-hmm. it out of bias, you know, uh, pan seared it a little bit, served it on the bed of lettuce and uh, carrots and snow peas and everything. Look at you go. Oh, delicious. Now, this has nothing to do with, like, the item
0: you just made, but the way you were describing making it um, made me think of the show I just started watching two days ago, me and my wife. And it was kind of just like an end of the night, put something on to fall asleep. And next thing I knew, I was like four episodes deep. Um, <laughs> is is the Great British Baking Show. You ever watch that thing? No, I haven't. It's on Netflix, and it's just, it's trying to find the best amateur baker in the world, and I just thought it'd be kind of lame, but... I don't know. I got way too into it. And the shit they make is just, it just makes you hungry. I had to stop watching. I had to put on like spycraft to just stop, stop <laughs> being so hungry.
1: Yeah. Those shows will get you They're, uh They'll get you snacking while watching it. And, and then sometimes get your creative juices flowing. You think you can make it. And then you go to the kitchen and make an absolute mess.
0: Yeah. And then you just end up buying something anyways. So exactly. Uh, but before we we dive into the actual game of the Super Bowl, uh, I know we got some good news, bad news, Bad news to sell. Start here. I'm gonna I'm gonna start actually. Okay. Um, with actually no, you go. I want you to
1: go from the list here. You All right. So, so the good news, bad news. I got uh, some excitement. I think uh, it was your Twitter feed mm-hmm. or some someone's. No, I I saw somewhere else that the Red Wings. There's a brother on the Red Wings team. Oh, yeah. We got a brother.
0: Wings got a brother. Yes. Wings have had yeah. brothers over the past few years. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And the craziest thing. And then, he, you know, he did something pretty spectacular. And then I reposted that picture and my literally, my inbox was just filled with people so excited about this and you know it was a lot of Michigan people because it was the Red Wings and they were like oh yeah he had the Gordie Howell hat trick so obviously that's the score assist and a fight in the same game yep that's it that's it that's absolutely amazing and uh, you know it was just it was just good to see that um the last time you know, obviously, you know, there's a bunch of different brothers in the in the game of hockey right now. You got, uh, you know, Evander Kane. You got uh, P.K. Subban. Um, but uh, the first brother that I really took notice to uh, was uh, Mike, Mike Greer. Uh, oh, yeah. he, play- he played for the Sabres. And uh, I actually had an opportunity through Ryan Miller to uh, meet him and have dinner with him. And he was just an absolute cool dude. Just a stud. Um, but uh, hey, we're coming, Frankie. The brothers are coming. We're invading. Well, hey, I, and no, you know, not dogging your Mike Greer
0: love. There's no dog in that. But you got to know about Anson Carter, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anson Carter. I mean, that should be that's our guy. I mean, that's that should be your dude, too. I mean, that's a Michigan State Sparty, baby. Yes, definitely. I mean, definitely. that guy grinded. That guy had a long NHL career uh, with a lot of penalty minutes and mucking it up. And, uh, I mean, 20-goal scorer more than more than a few times. In fact, I'm looking at his stats right now. He had a 30-goal season in 05-06. So, uh, Anson Carter could ball. And he had the dreads on the ice, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely.
0: Yeah, he definitely was uh, before his time,
1: for sure. He kind of had that uh... – that uh um cool runnings vibe. Yeah, no, he definitely did. That, like, created player, like, full on yeah. created player
0: for me. Exactly. Like, if I was creating a guy, he was going to be black with dreads and he just could, you know, put people through the. Through the glass, um, but yeah, Giovanni Smith scored his first goal uh, last year against the Red Wings' current goaltender. Um, but then he scored again last week, and then he got put back on the taxi squad. So everyone in NHL world was all pissed off. The Wings still got some old vets on their roster that like they're just hand in playing time to for now until they you know go to die, which is what the Wings seem to be doing <laughs> lately. But. They're just ass again. Oh my god, there's literally nothing to talk about besides you being excited. There's a black guy on the team. Like <laughs> that's it. That's like that. That's it.
1: That's like the topic of conversation. Uh and and one, I got one more, uh, one more good Please. news. Yeah. Um, I absolutely crushed it on bets on the Super Bowl. Oh, you did? Oh my goodness. The the it was just coming in. Any prop that uh I could take, I got the coin toss, I got who was gonna. Who was you know actually I lost the coin toss. I I was gonna say, wait a second. I'm here you said tails. tails. Yeah. But then I I picked uh the Chiefs to win it. So I got that. Okay. I I got um Chiefs to win the coin toss, just to be clear. Yes, the Chiefs to win the coin toss. I had the 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 Bucks winning in the game, obviously um, mm-hmm. in one, one bet I had the over. And then the second one, the big, the big boy bet, I had the bucks and the under of uh 54 and a half or something like that. Yeah.
0: Um, that, so that's that's big stone that. time taking that under that's, that was great. Nice. Job. Right.
1: And, and I had the under for uh, the picks, you know, that Mahomes threw the, not, not the under I had, I had that bet for Mahomes thrown two picks in that, in that game. So I was just eating eating Frank. That's great. I, I did
0: I I would say it a terrible, but I, I didn't I did so my bet total one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So I went two and nine on my picks for the Super Bowl. Two and nine. Yes, I'm saying that correctly. But my my big pick was the winner of the game. And and that saved me. I mean, it was like a wash because I, I did one big bet on Bucks money line. Uh, and then bucks plus three. And then, uh, my first touchdowns all missed Mike Evans, Cameron Bray, Tyree, Kill, Patrick Mahomes all missed my third quarter. Can't miss, uh, par or my, like I said, this will not miss. I said, third quarter, someone's going to throw a touchdown pass. There was no touchdown passes in the third quarter of that fucking game. So I missed on Brady throwing a touchdown pass and missed on Mahomes throwing a touchdown pass in the third quarter. I parlayed players scoring I parlayed Mahomes Tyreek and Fournette only Fournette scored Mike Evans over 63 yards receiving Chris Godwin was over 80 yards receiving none of that happened literally none of it but thank god the Bucks won the game because my ass got saved by because that was that was my biggest bet so whatever I picked the winner of the Super Bowl so fuck everybody who followed my props sorry about that
1: <laughs> hey, they, should, they should follow my props
0: yes 100 they should they 100 should um well, hey, congrats on that. Love when you're winning the Super Bowl bets. So that was a good day for you. You're just eating and winning money, huh?
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, all right. Well, my good news um, that I have here on my list is number one, for anybody loyal fans listening out there, the Iserman T. The Iserman T, this is a shameless plug, by the way. The Iserman T is officially going to be on the website by the end of the week. I'm not 100% if it's going to be Wednesday or Friday, but it'll be somewhere in that range. The Iserman T shirt that I have been hyping up for two years now. I'm finally going to sell it. I'm going to sell it in a crew neck, a hoodie, a t-shirt, and a long sleeve tee. They're all super, super high quality. As you guys will notice, the price points are a little higher. Number one, because they are extremely high quality. Like they should last forever. Like you should be giving your kids these shirts by the time you're done with them. Number two, a percentage is going to a local charity, Eastside Youth Sports Foundation. It donates money to kids in the city of Detroit who don't have access to sports like we might have more fortunate kids. So uh, it's something I really believe in. Uh, I know Jay believes in it, you know, giving, granting access to sports to kids in the inner city who might not have the chance to play all the time. Um, I mean, they have taken kids from the inner city who never get a chance to play hockey and they'll, they'll pay for their bills all the way through till they're 18 years old and they do it with other sports as well. So. Well,
1: that that's awesome. And uh, you know, that actually goes hand in hand with you know what we're talking about brothers in the NHL um, you know the reason you don't see a lot of that is because hockey's an expensive game and uh, you know some people if you you know living below that poverty line or living in inner cities you don't have the opportunity it's a lot cheaper to pick up a basketball and go play or it's a lot cheaper to throw a football around but hockey you know you really need to you know all the equipment the ice time the travel everything that that's involved with it so I'm, I'm really excited for this and I hope Um, you know, a ton of those shirts sell because uh, it's definitely a great cause, you know, it's going to.
0: Yeah. So thanks a lot for that, Jay. And I mean, 100%. So um, I'll be talking about this literally every day for the rest of the month. But the way it's going to work, I'm going to launch this shirt, you guys are going to get about 30 days to order this thing. Once after 30 days, I'm shutting it, I'm placing the order and then you guys are going to get them. So once you place the order, just be patient, you're not going to get them for four to six weeks. Um, but it'll be worth the wait and know that the money's going towards a good cause. So keep an eye out for that, the Iserman tee, the one of him gazing off into the distance, I'm calling it red steel, a play on blue steel from Zoolander. Um, it's young Iserman with his flow at Joe Lewis Arena on the tee. It's coming out this week, team, so stay tuned. Um, and this is the first time I've announced it. So anybody listening to the podcast gets the sneak peek, which is huge. Okay, and, you know, now that I've done my shameless plug, the other good news that we should talk about here today, um, we're going to talk about it right now, is Calvin Johnson officially a first
1: ballot Hall of Famer. Huge news. That is huge news. That's absolutely – you know, I didn't think he was going to be a, a first ballot Hall of Famer, but, um, you know, obviously he did it, and uh, that's that's awesome, um, you know, his his stats – you know, obviously showed out and proved that he is a first ballot Hall of Famer. And uh, I'm really excited about that.
0: I think a lot of people just like couldn't vote against him. Like, I don't even like, I don't even need to look at his numbers or anything. It was just like, I don't know, that guy's just the one of the greatest, that guy's a Hall of Fame receiver. Just like the eye test is just like this guy was a freak for however many years he was in the league. You know, like, what was it? Eight years, seven years, whatever it was. And I just don't think anybody wanted to like vote him down because, that's a
1: ridiculous mark to have on your record to not vote Calvin Johnson into the Hall of Fame. Right, oh yeah, exactly. You, you don't want to be that guy that didn't, you know, that said no to Calvin Johnson. Right. <laughs> when You know, when, when the voting stuff comes out. But, um you know, yeah, this is a great um, Hall of Fame class, um, you know, capped off, headlined by uh, obviously Peyton Manning. Um, you know, he's he's going to be headlining the, the class for uh, 2021. Uh, joining him will be Charles Woodson. Um, you know, for some reason, I just, I absolutely, even though he's a Michigan guy, but I love Charles Woodson. I love the way that he played the game. I loved his swag. He had swag before swag was cool, you know, back there playing. And, uh, you know, I'm really excited about that. Another name I'm excited about is uh, Alan Fanica. Um, he's an offensive lineman. He, he, he has real big marks with the Steelers and, you um, I was actually teammates with him with the New York Jets. And, oh, nice. and so fans, he gave everyone a pair of Crocs. or like some like Hunter Green pair of Crocs. And uh, that year when Brett Favre was on the team with us in the Jets, um, you know, everyone on the team got some Crocs. And uh, that when Brett Favre had his controversy about sending the dick pics oh, yeah. and everything when they was oh, going yeah. out, you look and it was just going around the locker room, and I was like, "No, that's not Brett. That's not Brett. It can't be. It can't be." And then, sure enough, it was because he had the Crocs that Alan Vanek gave everyone on. Oh so no way! That's how you knew. <laughs> It was what you know. No one said anything, right? You know, to
0: I wonder if that's the big reveal now. Is like we know on the airwaves that it was indeed Brett Favre because of the Crocs broken here first on the Fizz, like ten years later.
1: That's right. crazy.
0: I had no idea. That's hilarious. Do you still have the Crocs? Uh, somewhere. I never wore them. Damn. You I'm should. Not a
1: Crocs guy. I'm not a Crocs guy.
0: I'll take those Crocs off your hands. Yeah, too big for you, son. Oh, don't give me that shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah so calvin calvin's in the hall of fame first ballot uh you know nothing really nice to say about the lions they asked him like what his favorite memory was about being a detroit lion he said going to nate perlson's house in the off season uh there's just still like a lot of bad blood there and the Lions should just fork over the two million that they owe him and just put this thing to fucking bed
1: so my my big thing is this how is his uh, acceptance speech gonna go you know, is he going to give any recognition to the Lions organization? Is he going to give any recognition to the Ford family? Um, is he going to go in as a Lion? I mean, obviously he that's the only team he played for, but like He's going to like He's, he's going like to go in team. as a
0: Lion. I mean, Barry even when Barry was inducted, he wasn't on good terms with the Lions. He's only been on good terms with the Lions recently. Um, and I don't know why that is. I think he just got over it, kind of deal, but he only just got on good terms with the Lions recently. And when he got inducted, you know, he just – I think you're going to get a lot out of Calvin about how much he loves football and, like, respects the people who played in front of him. I don't think you're going to get much Detroit Lions love or mention at all.
1: And I'm, I'm interested to see it because, um, obviously, when Calvin was playing, I wasn't really living in Michigan that much or when I – if I was, it was in college or something like that. But um, I, he was never uh, – he never seemed like a outgoing, open person. No. You know, so you never really heard much from him. Like, I'm trying to see, you know, if I've even seen dig up clips just to see what his voice sounds like. Yeah. You know, because, you know, so I'm really interested in what his Hall of Fame speech will be be. And I'm a big fan of this and excited about it. Yeah. I mean, he never said much. He always, you
0: know, was a hand the ball to the ref kind of guy besides when he was dunking on the post, but I mean, he just was not really flashy. He didn't talk about himself much. He didn't brag much. Like he's pretty well-spoken and I, I can just see his speech being short talking about the love of football and the fans, like, and kind of the people he idolized playing the game, like, and maybe a few shout outs to some guys he liked playing with, like, like a Nate Burleson kind of deal. Um, But I don't I don't think you're going to get like this. You know, Detroit gave me my opportunity and I ran with the kind of deal like I, I, you know, and you're also not going to get like a fuck you pay me out of him. Like, (laughs) I think you're just going to get a real forgettable straight and narrow. I'm really appreciative to be here. I love football. I hope kids growing up love football like I did. I think that's what you're going to get out of Calvin.
1: Yeah, I think that'll be it. You know, he's gonna go a lot into his um, whoever raised him, his mom, his grandmother, <laughs> right, whatever, right. like that. Yeah, um, yeah. I think um, maybe a little God. You know, yeah, definitely. Um, he will. He will. A lot of love for Georgia Tech will mm-hmm. be in there, and mm-hmm. um, I think anything Detroit related will be the to the fans. Yeah, I think no, he, exactly. He, you know, the city and the fans as opposed to the Lions organization.
0: Yeah, I don't think you get anything out of the org. And, and I don't even think you're going to get like a, a, a fuck you from them either. I think you're just going to get nothing. I think a lot of it's going to be just like the, the Detroit fans were great. He might not even say Detroit. He might just say like football fans are great. <laughs> so congrats to Calvin. We love you. I wish that relationship would get patched up and him to come back. I mean, how old is he? What is he? 30, 32, 31? Not Is he older than that? that? Yeah, yeah, maybe. I think you're right. What's his age? Let's see. Calvin Johnson. He's oh, he's thirty-five. 36. He's thirty-five. Yeah, yeah. I was just daydreaming with Gronk just winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> I thought they were the same age.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. I was just daydreaming there. All right, Jay. Uh, you got any bad news for us? Yeah. So all that all that big bucks that I won in the Super Bowl all got flushed right back into uh, the the people at uh, Safe Light. Safe Light uh,
0: players. Safe Light replace.
1: Thanks. yeah definitely Fortune it wasn't that. a repair it was a replace okay. um yeah so the, my, the window of my truck you know it snowed and uh i went out there you know shovel, uh, cleaned the snow off it with the snow brush got in just heard a pop and just a uh, crack across the window just a little spider action there i don't Man. know how why and you know i'm on the phone with uh, my insurance company and they're you know, trying to get too much out of it, I was like, it's not worth filing a claim. Uh-huh. So I'll just go pay, you know, out of pocket. Ugh, geez, so all that good money that I won in the Super Bowl just go right into, back into the into the
0: Bills world. Yeah, it's normally what happens. If you normally win a big bet, it normally goes right back into something you don't want to pay for. I mean, that's just that's just the rules. As soon as you get a little ahead in life financially, I just feel like you know <laughs> something's got to kick you back down. You know, you get a flat tire, your fence blows over, your water here blows you know, electricity gets shut off in the middle of nowhere, you know, something just happens to you whenever you get a little ahead. Right. Um, keeps you humble, keeps you humble. Stay I humble. guess.
1: <laughs>
0: what All about right, you? I'm sorry to hear about that. But my my bad news has nothing to do with my house falling apart for once in my life, which I'm really glad about. But my bad news is, um, well, I guess it's also good news too that I'm aware of it now. But Jay, have you... Uh, have you watched any of this Britney Spears documentary that's going around the web right now
1: on Netflix? Uh, no, I didn't. See, I didn't know there was a documentary out. I knew that, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff going yeah. on about her conservatorship and everything like that. You're aware
0: of the free Britney movement, right? Yes. Okay. So it's all, all her weird videos that she posts. It's legit, man. Like it's bad. It's bad news bears. New York times, a legit company, legit reporting came out with an hour and 15 minute documentary my wife wanted to watch it. I was kind of like, uh, all right, fine. Let's watch it. By the end of it, I was like painting my chest pink, like yelling free Britney in the middle of my living room. Like <laughs> it's, it's real deal shit. And if like guys, even if you're not into it, go watch it. It's pretty fucking crazy to what watch. Is it called? Uh, it's uh, it's let's see. It's, it's by the New York Times. It, it's like a series that they do. New York Times, Britney Spears. Let's see. It's called framing Britney Spears, the long fight to free Britney. Um, yep. So that's it. Uh, but essentially like it kind of shows like her decline into like how she got here. And a lot of it is because of when she was peak popular, the amount of paparazzi that she had at her house at the grocery stores, pulling out of her driveway was absolutely insane. It's asinine. Wait, do you see these clips? of how reporters used to talk to her, how Diane Sawyer, Sawyer made her cry, how uh, like Jay Leno's talking about her boobs. Like it's just like no, none of this would fly today in 2021. <laughs> you have like a you have like a US representative saying like I wouldn't mind if Britney Spears got shot. I think I'd shoot her myself. Like wow. It's crazy. It's just shit that never ever ever would be okay to say today at all. Um, and she kind of lived through it and the world kind of just ate like chewed her up and spit her out and essentially she went a little crazy to the point with the paparazzi that she had to be under this conservatorship in order to get her career back and now she can't get out of the conservatorship and a lot of those videos you see in the conspiracies and all that it's it's very much true like she wants to get out of this thing and she can't get out of this thing fucking blew my mind you guys should check it out very good free britney okay now that we have touched on free Brittany and everything else in between let's circle back to super Bowl 55 <laughs> 55 jay outside of the food which you already
1: talked about how about this game how about this super Bowl? what are your thoughts um you know i thought it was a i thought it was a good game um a lot of people might not have you know thought so you know you hear a lot of people saying oh the refs you know screwed the chiefs but i'm like they didn't score an offensive touchdown. You can't get you can't blame the refs, you know, no. you, if you don't score enough. You only score nine points when you're averaging 30 some 40 points a game and you don't score a single touchdown. Um, you can't blame the refs, but um, I thought it was a great game plan by the Bucs offensively. Uh, you got to give Byron left, which a lot of credit. Um, and uh, you know, he called plays for Tom Brady. Tom Brady took what they gave him. Um, a lot of the guys, if I told you. On uh, last week before we did this, I told you uh, Mike Evans is only going to have one catch for 39 yards and uh, Chris Godwin is going to have two catches for nine yards. Are, would you bet on the Bucks to win?
0: No, I would not.
1: I would have exactly. said they lost. I would have said exactly. they lost. So, you know, Tom Brady took what they gave him. They took that away, and they wanted to single Gronk one-on-one. He's like, fine, I have history with this guy. I believe in this guy. I'm going to chuck it to, to Gronk, and he's going to make plays. If nothing's downfield, I'm going to, you know, do a check down to my running backs, uh, to Fournette and uh, Rojo. So um, I thought it was a great game plan um, offensively. Um, and defensively, I thought Todd Bolts, uh, you know, laid out the blueprint for how to beat. Uh, the Chiefs, um, you know, and uh, he stayed in that cover two, that cover two defense the entire game, uh, and they got pressure with four guys, the The Chiefs offensive line were obviously decimated, but uh, still at the end of the day, these are still professional athletes that's getting paid a lot of money to play the game, they're supposed to be the best of the best, um, so I don't care if it's your backup, your third string, you're supposed to be the best, there's only uh, what eighteen hundred of you in the NFL as NFL players, you know? So no excuses for that. This they're still paid just as well as the other guys on the other side there, um, you know. So great deep game plan by the by the Bucks. I think the the Chiefs shit the bed. Um, I <laughs> yeah. think uh, Mahomes for the second year in a row in the big on the big stage. You know, he didn't have a great game. He last year's Super Bowl, he didn't have a great game. Yeah. Um, You know, but and then this game as well, he didn't have a great game. So I, yeah, I mean, I agree with a lot of what you said there. I just
0: thought, like, in general, just blanket over, you know, overall, like, I was just bummed that it wasn't a, entertaining game like it, it just wasn't like I was pretty bored throughout the whole game you know 31 to 9 Chiefs couldn't get anything going um, I mean it was impressive to watch the football game as you watch the Bucks slowly take down the Chiefs you know kind of just like I mean this game was almost over going into halftime um, and you kept waiting for the Chiefs to make their run make a push back but they they couldn't complete a yard ten, uh, a pass 10 yards downfield and then by the third quarter and especially the fourth I mean Tampa Bay was just in the chief secondary at will. Uh, so I just think Tampa Bay said, and Todd Bowles said, I'm not getting beat deep. We're, we're, we're not getting beat deep, you know, make them check down, make them go underneath. But then he had no time to even go deep because they were covering two, And he had no Mahomes had was under pressure as soon as the ball was snapped. So I mean, I just personally wanted to see a good football game. You know, I wanted that 36-31 final kind of deal, and it was just kind of a snoozer by the time we were in in the middle of the third quarter. Um, So just as pure entertainment goes, I was a little bored by it, but um, super mind-blowingly impressed with the Tampa Bay Bucks and the way they closed the season.
1: Yeah, and one more thing. I think um, Kansas City totally screwed themselves. I think they came in um, thinking – we we are who we are we're the best we can't be stopped and everything like that and they I think they came in overconfident in what they do and their pride got in the way that they and they didn't make changes and adjustments yeah and I felt they could have ran the ball a lot more than they did you know you four man front you know you got two safeties deep you got to force if you want to throw the ball around like that, you got to force the defense to walk a safety down and bring an extra guy in the box. That only happens if you run the football and the times that they ran the football, they had some success running the football, but they didn't do that. They just said, "They thought, Oh, any minute now, Mahomes is going to make a big play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that never happened. That minute never came. No. And
0: yeah. And I, and I totally agree with you. And I mean, uh, just just like leading up to this game too i just kind of felt like the bucks were way more hungry just from like some of the quotes some of the attitudes just like knowing they had brady on their side um you know you're kind of watching you're watching like brady's quotes and he's just like chasing everything and then you got like mahomes with his like his girlfriend and you got his brother doing the tiktok dances and then like honestly leading up to it and something that like you know i don't know that they wanted to talk about it a lot maybe it shouldn't be talked about a lot but like Andy Reid's son getting in the car accident and hitting three kids in the car. Uh, you know, not to get dark here, but that had to play an effect on not only Andy Reed, but the entire chief staff. And I feel like, you know, media wise, it was just swept under the rug. And I kind of get it; you don't want to bring it down for Super Bowl. Um, and I just hope those kids are okay. But I mean, that had to have some weight in the locker room. I mean, Super Bowl Sunday, his son's not there. He's supposed to be coaching the game with his son. And he got in an uh, an accident after drinking and injured like three children. So there's no way that that wasn't like lingering in the locker room on game day.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, You know, first and foremost, like, you know, similar to what you said, you know, all the best wishes to the family and to those kids um but um yeah definitely it was I think it was definitely weighing on Andy Reid's part and I think it was weighing on his players because his players care about Andy Reid so they they were they were thinking about their coach hurting yeah and they know the kid too I mean he was the offensive line I mean he it wasn't like he was
0: the ball boy or anything like this guy was a coach in the NFL who probably had good relationships
1: with some of these players too right exactly so you know that's something that that uh, you know, I think was hanging over the Chiefs there, but at the end of the day, you know, you're paid to you pay to to uh, produce, and you For can't sure. take you you can't you know put that into it and take anything away from the from the Bucks. And uh, I think you know the Chiefs had this coming. You know, like you said, the talk throughout the week, um, they came in and they beat beat the hell out of the Bucks in week ten in Tampa um, with. Um, Tyreek Hill going, doing the backflip, throwing the peace sign, you know, all those things resonate with you. And, you know, it was quoted best by Ray Lewis, you know, and I think the chiefs came about with this same thing. He said, revenge is a meal best served cold. Yeah. And uh, that's what happened.
0: Yeah. And I mean, uh, it's tough to beat a team twice in the NFL, um, especially if you got Tom Brady and Bruce Arians, two guys who are the oldest at their respective positions um, to be doing it. So, I mean, yeah, with the refs thing and the penalties, like I understand there's a lot of flags thrown, but if you look at a lot of those replays, I mean, there was a lot of flags that needed to be thrown. Like, and I think it goes into kind of that preparation and just how they felt about the game. And I mean, they were grabbing, they were cutting corners. They were lazy. Like they just were never really a part of that game when it's, when it kicked off and the game started, um, and the Bucks went three and out right away. Uh, yeah, the Bucks went three and out right away. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Bucks went three and out. I, and the ball went over to the chiefs. I mean, that's when uh, I think was, you know, it's, it's very understated, but that was a big part of the game right there. Um, And the Bucks stopped them three and out right away too. Cause I remember bucks getting stopped right away. Chiefs getting that ball and me thinking like, what kind of game are we about to have here? Because if the chiefs go down and they put up seven, you know, you might have a completely different ball game on your hands, but that uh, buck's defense, was absolutely the MVP of the game. I know they gave it to Tom Brady, 200 yards, three touchdowns, but they really do need to maybe rethink that trophy because if you could give it to that entire offensive line and that entire defense or even the defensive coordinator, that's who deserved it. I mean, to scoring 31 points and throwing three touchdowns against the Chiefs has been done. Holding them to no touchdowns and under 10 points l- literally has not been done since Mahomes has been on the Chiefs.
1: Right, I think the you know the whole thing with that. I think that Tom Brady got that award. It was just kind of like a you're there was the no goat, clear accumulation yeah. of the entire year. Yeah. you yeah. came that you accomplished this. You're the goat, so we're going to give you this. But it's hard to say. You know, if the the entire defense deserves it, the secondary deserves it, the linebacker, um, that whitehead, the the line white. middle linebacker, uh, white uh, for the for the bucks, you know, he had 12 tackles, you know, eight solos right there. You know, that's huge right there. That's MVP worthy. He's, right incredible. he's incredible. Yeah, incredible. He's incredible. Absolutely incredible. And beast. he had an interception as well too, I believe.
0: I don't know. I, he might've, but he's, he's like, honestly might be a top three, like linebacker, at least right now, like after that performance and his playoff run, I mean, he was incredible. Um, and speaking of incredible and just giving Brady the MVP, I totally agree with you. I mean, it's, it's to the point of like, what more can you say about Tom Brady? I mean, this was the next challenge, right? Like the one thing everyone always said was Brady's a a systems quarterback. He plays for Belichick. He's in Foxborough. Everything's, you know, perfect for him. You know, he's going to go down to Tampa. Then then he does the unthinkable, leaves Foxborough, leaves New England, goes to Tampa Bay, and somehow as a wildcard team comes out and wins Super Bowl. I mean, I just, I really think it's just so, I can't even like process it that he has has won as much as he has. Seven rings, six of them with New England. And then in his first year in Tampa, where the Super Bowl is being hosted, he takes them to the Super Bowl and wins it.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely crazy. And, uh, you know, you got to take your hat off to him. Um, And the way that he did it this year, I think everything started coming together. that. I think they're going to be even more scary next year. That's what I'm – Jay, it it
0: was like true Patriots fashion where they win a few games to start and then they get close to 500 because I'm pretty sure they were hovering right around seven and five, six and five. And in true Patriot fashion, you know, everyone just says like, are they washed up? Are they done? You know, this is – they're it. And then they just – they run the they run the table all the way to the yeah, and
1: I think that second half of that Bucks game in week ten that that really set everything in motion. Um, they had that game, then they had their bye week, changed some stuff up, did a lot of motions, um, in the offense, something, a lot of stuff that Tom Brady's more comfortable with because Bruce Arians he just wants to chuck it down the field. Yes, but they did a lot of motions and a lot of checkdowns and and even sprinkled and throwing it down the field there. But you got to fast this playoffs here. Um, Brady went through Breeze you know in New, or- in New Orleans went through Rodgers in Green Bay and Mahomes you know it's it's crazy it's crazy, absolutely crazy.
0: it's absolutely crazy to see who he i mean like Rodgers Breeze, Mahomes i mean those are you know i mean Breeze is obviously on the other end of things but Rodgers is the MVP this year and Mahomes is the future of the NFL um i just just absolutely crazy to me the other thing too you mentioned that after the bye week, everything came together. I mean, you're absolutely right. I don't think they lost after that bye week. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I could be wrong that they might have one loss, but I think they no, ran they the didn't. table. Yeah, yeah. so um, another thing to consider there is potentially just a lot of those players were picked up so late in the off season and Gronk was, you know, whatever he was doing, shotgunning beers on his couch, you know, right before he was picked up when Brady got down there. Insane stat. Every point that was scored by the Bucks in the Super Bowl was scored by someone who wasn't on the team 11 months ago. Um, so, Tampa's GM deserves a big pat on the back for that. And you know, a lot of it is Brady probably giving a green light or saying, "Let's go get this guy." But um, Rob Gronkowski, Leonard Fournette, Antonio Brown, and Ryan Suckup—all those guys were late uh, season, late offseason signings, and they combined for literally all 31 points,
1: which that, is crazy. After, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely is, and. uh, and also too, you got to think you what know, this, they never had an off season, you know, they didn't have, you know, a preseason right. to get everything together, you know? So think about how dangerous they're going to be with all that. Yeah. You know, obviously they got to re-sign some guys. They got to bring some guys back. Um, But, um, Hey, you know, I, I wouldn't put it past them to repeat next year. I know. I mean, they're going to be one of the top teams, in the NFL, another, um,
0: Interesting note, just, just watching the Super Bowl in general, just some notes I had here. When it first started, when CBS kind of cut in and they showed the stadium, they, they this was one of the first games I felt like this year in the NFL with COVID and everything, that they were showing full views of the stadium and stuff. And number one, I know it's Florida uh, where COVID is not real. Uh, number two, I don't know if they just it was deception with those cardboard people or if there were a lot of people there, but it looked – like a full fucking stadium on tv and I got real juiced up like it was the first time I've seen like a stadium filled in a year and I remember them just doing the national anthem or whatever and they panned out and I was like oh my god I was like I was
1: like we're back I was like America's back baby Super Bowl we're packed right um yeah it was definitely um that I think the cardboard cutout had some some effects to make the stadium look bigger and the 25,000 uh fans that they were they had there, that many there.
0: Yeah. Okay. So yeah. that is a bigger number than we've heard in a long yeah, time. Yes,
1: yes. Um they had uh and 7,500 of them were vaccinated frontline workers okay. that were that were there. And then the rest were just uh fans that they pulled from a lottery. Um Damn. also too, real quick before um, I gotta um actually you know give a couple of shout outs here um there's uh you know a couple of spartans a couple of my boys you know that are on the bucks team right now one there's willem goldston the d lineman oh yeah uh, for them and uh the second one um drew stanton uh he was actually picked he was retired he retired this year. I remember speaking to him earlier in the year. He's like, yeah, I'm done, man. So he retired. And the last regular season, Bruce Arians calls him and say, hey, man, I want you to come in and be, you know, one of our quarterbacks. So he went in there with the Bucs for the last regular season. And uh, Good now, for he, him. now he has a Super Bowl ring. Did you um, have any rings with the Patriots? No, he never played for the Patriots. I get him mixed up with Hoyer. Excuse me. Yeah. Don't do that. Drew's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my bad. (laughs) But, uh, and then the other one is my guy, my old college team, my, my boy, um, this guy, I'm so happy for John Van Dam. Um, He was part of the Michigan state team. He's a quarterback, never played much, but he, his, his mindset was, you know, I'm going to be a coach someday and talk about this guy. He, he, Coach started at St. Augustine College, you know, sleeping in the in the offensive coordinator's basement, you know, with his wife, you know, a young kid starting out in the coaching game, worked his way up, worked for uh, he won a national title in Alabama with Nick Saban. Yeah. And now he has a Super Bowl ring. Uh, Man. good for him. Uh, John Van Dam from Okemos, Michigan.
0: God, you gotta love those stories. And you always get them coming out of the Super Bowl. Um, that's why we love it. Super Bowl is just so fucking crazy. Um Another crazy stat for you, Jay, but congrats to your boys. Congrats to the MSU guys. Go green forever. Spartan dogs forever. Always good to have more representatives, uh, more Spartan dogs on the Lombardi trophy. Um, But listen to this, Jay. Did you know this? Uh, The Chiefs won the coin toss, like you said. uh, You bet on it. Which means the coin toss winner has, has now lost seven straight Super Bowls. Is that nuts or what?
1: That is absolutely crazy. I did not know that. That is insane. I just sent you a picture of my boy Van Damme. Oh, with look that at that. Trophy. That's sick. <laughs> that was that night. And the crazy thing is he's on uh, Instagram. His wife was on Instagram live. Yeah. And uh, so I clicked a join. And so I had an opportunity to say congrats to him no on the way. field. Yeah. yeah,
0: that's the coolest picture ever. He's just like screaming with the, <laughs> the championship trophy, Lombardi trophy. That's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. A um, couple more notes here that I had. Uh, the Chiefs were hit with one hundred and twenty penalty yards, third highest total in Super Bowl history. We already kind of touched on that. Um, how about the how about early on? This is when it looked bad for the Chiefs for me. Like I always look for these just early signs of like uh oh uh oh team don't got it today. Like the punter, the Chiefs punter shanked no. like three punts <laughs> to
1: kick off this game. Well, the one, the first one, he drops it. Yes, he, he drops a punt, and then there's a hold, and so they make him re-kick it, and, and then he absolutely shanks it. And
0: that was awesome that they made him re-kick it too. That right. was a vet move because they, I think, he knew he was rattled because his first punt was 27 yards. Then he dropped it, and then they, they were like, "Fuck this! This guy doesn't can't handle the big stage. Can't punt right. on the big stage."
1: It's he he needed to cut his hair. That's why.
0: Yeah, he definitely did have like a little bit of a shooby look going on there. Man, um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So outside of the game, outside of the game, uh, let's start with, let's start with the halftime show, the weekend. What, what do you think? I feel like this was completely, you were on one side of the fence or the other. You either loved this thing or you
1: hated this thing. What were your thoughts? Um, I thought it was absolutely awesome. Yeah. I, I loved it. I thought it was a entire year coming into fruition right then and there. If you followed the story, you know that he's been going through with the you know with yeah, the yeah. fake plastic surgery and you know all this stuff in Hollywood and all that stuff i think it accumulated and, and you know came to fruition on on uh Super Bowl Sunday um i thought it was great i loved it i'm i'm a big fan of the weekend um so i i you know have nothing bad to say about it uh, i got some funny memes uh, the funniest meme i got was um when he's, you know, in that room and the camera's oh, yeah. going all over the place. And then someone posted it that said, when you give your buddy the bag and he's been gone in a bathroom for 30 minutes, you <laughs> looking?" For- at <laughs> i was like wow that is the best
0: so i saw the exact same one but the caption was very very relatable to me and it was just like when you've lost your boys and you're making your third lap around ricks like that was like to me like that is just exactly what it is like you're just in the twilight zone like fighting for life
1: like going from going
0: from light to dark in east lansing um i don't know i just like didn't even though i said you're either on one side or the other i just like I thought the ending was pretty good. The thing that I was honestly like not that excited about was there weren't that many surprises. Like normally you get one surprise during the halftime Super Bowl performance. Like someone comes out of of, like rises out of the ground and starts performing with them. There's normally a cameo with some other singers and that's what I just missed out on. Like, I just, I don't know. I wanted, I always love when they bring out like, Oh my God, Right. Who it is?
1: Well, I think I read somewhere going into the week that this said he's going to do a, it's going to be a solo act. Yeah. And I didn't see that. But someone did tell me that during the show because I was like, I hope someone comes
0: out. And they're like, no, I think he's solo. And then you hear that he spent seven million of his own money just to get the performance he wanted. I just thought it was wild. Right. So. I don't know. I thought it was okay. It didn't blow me away. Forgettable. I'm just going to say it was forgettable. Like, I'm not going to be talking about it in a few years. Like, I like the weekend. I thought, like, I thought the ending was kind of sick. Like, I thought he killed it. It had very, like, 80s murder thriller Michael Jackson vibes to it, which is fucking cool. And I liked that part. But I, I don't think this is one I'll, you know, be remembering, honestly, in the future. Um. All right, and last thing, really, here about the Super Bowl, you know, we touched on a
1: lot of it. Is any commercials that stuck out to you, dude? I think the commercials this year was like there were definitely a lot forgettable. Um, I thought they sucked. Yeah, I think I don't know. You know, I think the the old Bud Light bringing back all the all the old people back right into it. I thought that was pretty good, and I thought the State Farm and Drake. Yeah. Drake was okay. Yeah. I thought that was okay as well. And the Michael B. Jordan, Alexa one.
0: I don't know if I saw that one. I might've been martinis deep at that point. <laughs> I, uh, the Will Ferrell one I thought was kind of funny, but I didn't really get it. Like it was like, I didn't get it. I just think Will Ferrell's a funny guy. And then oh, with the Sweden and the Nor- yeah, Norway. No, yeah. Yeah. And then, but yeah, I mean like nothing really like stood out and I felt like a lot of them were just like heavy. Like I didn't, you know, it was just like this year has been a year of toughness and grit. Oh, oh, I
1: thought the best one was the Bud Light, the lemons one. Oh no, that was good when it was raining lemons. <laughs> yes. No, that
0: was pretty good. I will. That's a good, that's a good call. That's a good call. Um, but I felt like overall the brands were just like too serious. I just felt like, you know, there was a lot of just like, this year's been trying for a lot of Americans. But just like America, you get up like you're Chevy. Like I just like, I don't know. I wasn't wasn't feeling how heavy they were. I didn't want to think about COVID.
1: I just wanted to Super Bowl. (laughs) Right. One last thing before we jump off. Did you hear about the the whole story with that streaker? So that's what I wanted to ask you. Okay. So tell the people what the story is. Apparently there was a bet. It was, I think it was like plus 750 or something like that. That's what I yeah, 750. It won't be a streaker. And so this guy put down 50K on that, and uh, he had some other buddies that did something to distract the people so he could jump down on the field. And I think he has a porn company as well. That's what was written on his uh, mankini there. Oh, okay. And so he was running through there and you know, obviously pulled his pants down, but uh, he ended up you know, being arrested for tr- criminal trespassing, which is a misdemeanor. He, he was out on $500 bail. Um, but i think he won like over 350 uh, 340k from from that bet yeah it's, so. it's it's on the internet it's on nfl memes it's floating around everywhere essentially
0: the guy put 50 grand to win 350 and spent a 100 grand or sorry spent 1 grand to get out of prison I just don't know if I believe it. I don't know if it's real. Jail, not prison. (laughs) Whatever. Jail. My bad. I just don't know if I believe it. I just It's floating around the internet. I just want, like, I need to see, like, legitimate and make sure it's not just, like, a meme. Because all I've seen is just, like, text over an image of a guy with his shirt off with that story. Hope it's true. That'd be really cool. Um, Also, hope it's not true because now you're going to see someone do that every single year. (laughs) I've missed the days when the players would tackle them. Yeah, those are fun. Those are a lot of fun. Um, maybe next year. But I bet you the if that's a true story, if that's a true story, I bet you the odds for a streaker at the next year's Super Bowl dropped, going down. Yeah, oh, drop. down. Yeah, drop to like minus 220.
1: <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. 100%. <laughs> All right. Now that we've covered everything Super Bowl, we got, you know, we talked about the brother on the wings. We got everything covered here. Now it's time to move into everyone's favorite part of the show, which is over, under. Now, your first time listening which is probably not probably got a lot of repeat listeners but I'll explain over under every single time uh my buddy Jerry used to be known at formerly known as the fat accountant from Cleveland hashtag now, justice for Jerry yeah hashtag justice for Jerry it's, it's a it's a farce don't donate to that cause at all <laughs> Jerry just had a birthday um last weekend so sh- happy belated birthday Jerry but right now we're on bad terms Jerry normally sends me the over under list ten items. He did such a piss poor job of it two weeks ago. Me and Jay absolutely eviscerated him on air, and he's refusing to do them now. So I have to lean on the champagne army to fill the over unders. And last week we got so many submissions, we had to we had to use your buddy Zach's, uh, my my big big fan Bill Beasley, my buddy Bill Beasley's, and we took five from each. Now the question is, Jay. Uh, We didn't get a new list this week because I didn't ask for one because we have so many from last week. Now that that does hurt with them being dated. And there's probably things that could be talked about that are more topical. But I feel like we got to dig into the well here and use some of these hard earned over under lists. So we got we still got five more from Bill Beasley. We got five from Zach. We still have,
1: uh, I think, uh, because I'm I'm, I'm biased. So, yeah. I would like to hear Zach's other five. And I, my vote is Zach's last five. And th- th- I think Rachel had yeah. one. We got Rachel. No, it wasn't, yeah.
0: Rachel. Yeah. Yep. Okay. We'll do Rachel's first five and then we'll do Zach's bottom five. We'll just go with what you said here. Oh, yeah. I forgot Zach sent me this PDF. Very, very <laughs> official. Very official. Okay. So, number, so number, we're going to start with number six on zach's list and then we're going to switch over to rachel's Um, and then we still have more there is literally like five more submissions we could go through so we're set for a while but we want to keep these fresh so maybe i'll ask for a new set next week right okay so do you want to go first or second jay i'll go first good number one on over under episode 57 of the fizz on zach's list number six on zach's list from last week but number one this week to jay elon
1: musk planning to colonize Mars, over or underrated, Jay? Oh, dude, I think that's definitely underrated. I love anything Elon Musk touches. I think he's, I was just, there was just an uh, interview with him and I was sitting there talking to my wife. I was like, man, I really admire this dude. I really respect him. I think like some people think he's crazy and everything like that, but I just, I love the dude. Uh, He's going to be sending uh, four people to space um, and the way that he's picking them once a, one person that's going to be picked will be just a, a that's, you know, trying to do something good for society. How great is that? And then the rest will be some like rich people that's going to donate and the money's going to go to a charitable cause. But I think Elon Musk is awesome. Yeah. I mean, if, if,
0: if anything, if you're not entertained by Elon Musk, I don't know what your problem is. The guy to me is like the personification of like Reddit internet. Like yes. he is just the Reddit internet hero and he's, I'm big on his, I'm big on the Elon Musk train right now because I have bought like $55 worth of Dogecoin. Have you seen this Dogecoin that's trending right now, Jay?
1: Uh-uh, it's, uh. it's
0: like internet cryptocurrency that Reddit is just making worth way more than it ever should be worth. And the logo is literally like the Doge meme. It's like the, the dog. And every so time- So where do you get it? I got it on Robinhood. I got it on oh, Robinhood. Okay. Yeah. And it, it's, it's right, I got it for like- $0.03 cents a share, put like $50 into it. It's almost up to $0.10 cents now. Um, and every time Elon Musk tweets about it, it just skyrockets. And there is all these photoshops of him, like muscular in his uh, underwear, walking <laughs> the dog. There's him like riding spaceships with the dog. It's just pure internet, you know? Right. It's just pure dumbass internet, but it's Dogecoin, D-O-G-E- C-O-I-N. Dogecoin. Yeah, so, I think I've, yeah. So anything Elon Musk right now is getting like flagged, like it's, it's helping Dogecoin. So just send that, send that I hope That's my retirement plan is Elon Musk carrying me to Dogecoin. So him colonizing Mars and their currency on Mars is Dogecoin all for it. Let's colonize Mars. Very underrated. <laughs> Number seven on Zach's list here. So we both, we both think Eli colonizing Mars is underrated. Number seven on this list here, stainless steel appliances, um, over underrated. I guess, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, I never really thought about this. If I had the preference and the money and like the actual kitchen to like make this work, my, my appliances 100% would not be stainless steel. They would be like a matte, coloring or they'd have like they'd look like cabinets you know if, if we're getting into this so i'm going to definitely say stainless
1: steel appliances are o- overrated and if you touch them you got to like you know Windex them. no i would say underrated because i I'm, I'm more of the futuristic look i'm not a rustic look okay type of person yeah um so i would definitely go with uh with stainless steel appliances i think that's a great futuristic look I have stainless steel
0: appliances, and the ice maker broke on my fridge, and the dishwasher already went out. I mean, I just I have no luck with any of this shit. So <laughs> I'm just gonna say they're overrated because I would rather have like them looking like cabinets or like a matte style look. Um. All right, that was a fun one. Uh, next on the list, Ju, you are up. Very curious to hear this. I have a feeling you're gonna shit on it. Um, number eight, Detroit style pizza, over or underrated. Is so we're talking about the square. Pretty
1: much, jets is kind of like what, but or like buddies, buddies, jets. Um, no, I think it's I think it's underrated. I think uh, we need more. Just dis- how can you not like a good uh? I, I like like the the burnt end crust, kind of like that kind of yeah. feel. They're not the traditional crust. If you can get that Detroit style crust all around on a traditional pizza, fucking money. I'm all <laughs> in on a Detroit style crust. Yeah. I just don't like the, I don't like it. Um, the thickness of yeah. it, but I like the crust of it. So, so coming from someone
0: who, you know, grew up like is from the New York area where, and I love New York style pizza, probably, probably my favorite type of pizza, like subpoena super thin, you know, really wide folded over. You can eat like exactly. 10, 10 of the slices. So that's, that is my favorite type of pizza. And, um, you know, I have, I have some friends from the East Coast and stuff, and they just say that the Detroit style is just it's just it's all bread and it's just way too thick. And that's not what pizza is. And like that is the the general consensus. I guess that's what I'm saying. I don't
1: here. I don't like the thickness, but I do enjoy the crust on there. Yeah, but I'm, I don't like the thickness. Um, but I think it's a it's a it's like a treat every now and then. You get yeah. To, yeah, I understand Maybe the full time.
0: Yeah. um, And it's just, it's just interesting, like Detroit style pizza, you know, growing up with jets and buddies and all that, like it was never called Detroit style pizza growing up. I never knew this was different at all. So when I ever had New York style pizza, I'd be like, what the fuck is this? This doesn't even fill me up. This is so thin, (laughs) not knowing that that's like what the majority of the world considers pizza. It doesn't have to be just like this brick of bread that just marinates in your stomach. And then you shit out cement an hour later. Um, but I love Detroit style pizza. I'll keep getting jets. till the day I die love buddies. Um, and I've never had buddies buddies is good. Even though lately it's, I've, I've had some bad buddies lately, but buddies makes the best antipasto salad in Michigan, in my opinion, uh, very good. I had it on Super Bowl actually. Um, but pizza hut just released a Detroit style pizza. So I'm going to have to try that for fast food Friday. We're gonna have to try that out. Nice. So underrated Detroit style pizza. Number nine, I'm up first and I'm glad I am because I love what this next item on the list is. Um, spike ball. Have you ever played spike ball, Jay? Yeah. With the netting on the ground. Yeah. Where you? Yeah. Go ahead. You <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you have bad <laughs> memories with this, but spike ball to me is very underrated. I absolutely love playing spike ball. If you can play in like shallow water with like sand or on a beach, It's awesome. Because if you can dive and you got four of the boys going, just absolutely bonkers with it. Drink some beers, get a good workout. I love Spikeball. Spikeball
1: is underrated. is overrated. Highly overrated. It's a stupid game. game. It's a stupid game. It's just a bunch of, like, it's too much bro for me. Wow. Too much bro for you. It's too much bro. It's too much. Like, I don't want to be diving in the sand. You know, I'm done diving. Yeah, you know, I, mean, I don't want to be I don't want to get, you know, like see us brothers, we put lotion on and then when we dive into it, like it gets stuck to us. And, you know, I don't want all that. It's yeah. But I mean, like, same
0: here. <laughs> I just think white people don't mind it as much. <laughs> yeah, I could definitely see it. be. I could see it being catered towards the Caucasian crowd. I could see that yeah. way. And you're a bigger guy. You know, you're not you're not moving as well as you used to. So, no, oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I could see you being done with that game. That's too bad. That's too bad. Um, all right. Number 10, Jay, Jay thought spike ball is overrated number or well, number five, number five on the list. He has 10 here. So threw me off number five, uh, to J. craft
1: cocktails. Oh, I love a good craft cocktail. You, 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 yes, definitely underrated. I think there need to be enough. Uh, there need to be more craft cocktail bars. Um, you know, where one of the best places I went, I went to this bar and this guy just had a bunch of plants and shit just on top of the but they were like actual plants in dirt on yeah. there, and he's making drink. He's just pulling leaves off doing all, and I, and you know, it's great, you know, yeah. shit, I'll pay the 40 bucks for it. Right. But you know, I think that's um, I only do craft cock. It's like responsible drinking because it's so damn expensive that you're not going to get like totally hammered off it, you know, unless so, the drinks um, are that good.
0: I mean, there, there are some that are just so good. You drink them so fast and you're spending the money because they are that
1: great there but i you know like i don't know at at some point in time i gotta be you i can't go into a place sober and you know end up with craft cocktails all night i gotta you know go back to my roots of you know just pounding drinks
0: right i mean you have you have like 140 pounds on me so like the you know the, the the drink difference there you know i can walk in and walk out drunk with with half the drinks for than you have you know kind of deal um, so craft cocktails. Yeah. Very underrated. I would say my favorite craft cocktail place in Corktown called sugar house. Um, once COVID's over, I can't wait to get back in that place. They have a drink, not on the menu called an EFK and it rocks it, it rocks. It's a, uh, it's a whiskey with like the smoke shit in it. You know, they pour the smoke on it. Tastes like a bonfire. Um, I could drink that drink for the rest of my life and I would spend $40 a glass on it. Uh, that is good
1: craft cocktail. That's underrated stuff right there. Yeah, um, I like uh, right down the street from my house, Valentine's Distillery. They, they make some really oh, good craft cocktails. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: There are some, I mean, there's Overall, I love good craft. I mean, but there's definitely times where I just order a craft cocktail. I'm like, well, this this was an absolute nightmare and it's 15 bucks and I'm
1: never doing this again. Well, there are two different types of craft craft cocktails you can do. Like Valentine's, I think that's a nice day drinking craft Mm -hmm. cocktail place. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the craft cocktails I'm talking about, it's more like a blazer and a button down shirt. kind of night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, you go there at night, you go after dinner. You go for a couple of bevies yeah. there. Yeah. And then you end up at, um, shit, what's the place with all the video games? Oh, um, yeah. Uh,
0: well, either Underworld uh, or Ready Player One.
1: Uh, Checkers. You end up oh, at or, or that. Yeah. Or Checkers. Yeah. yeah. You end up at Checkers drinking Stroves at the can and, and, uh, Pizza from the fucking spinny thing.
0: Yeah, I miss I miss those nights, one hundred percent. Yeah, and that is that is like Sugar House. Sugar House, you go and you walk through beads, and like there's a hundred fucking elk and goat on the wall that you've never seen before. It feels like you're in like an Illuminati, like eyes wide <laughs> shut type fucking dance going on. Yeah, that's good stuff. um All right, now on to Rachel's list. So Zach's is done. We're going number one on Rachel's list. We got five more here, and then that'll be over under in the show. So number one on this list, uh, Hot Cocoa Bombs. I'm a, I'm first on that one. I know you don't like chocolate, Jay, and Rachel should be listening, man. I got to know not to put chocolate ones on this list. But I'm going to say they're underrated because those things are whimsical to watch, and I love hot chocolate. So underrated on the Hot Cocoa Bombs.
1: Yeah, I think uh, the Cocoa Bombs, I love the look of it and everything, but I'm not going to drink it or yeah. anything like that. So I'll say it's <laughs> overrated. I love the idea of it. Yeah. I think it's great for, you know, kids and, you know, I, I like those, the fuzzies and stuff like that. You come from skiing, you're in the lodge, yeah, yeah. and, you know, have some yeah. cocoa bomb and shit like that. I like maybe, it. Maybe it was like a Kahlua bomb or something. Yeah. I'll, I, I'll, I'll be all, all about that, but the cocoa bomb straight, I can't do it.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. Um, okay. Next on the list, you are up here, Jay, number, number, what are we? So it's, Five, six, th- or seven, seven, seven on the list is
1: IPAs, IPAs. Ooh, IPAs. <laughs> um, I think IPAs are overrated. Um, yeah. Only because the people that drink them. Okay. You know, like I hate beer snobs because they're just like those, you know, like you got to have a burly beard. You got to have a flannel shirt. And you, you just, like, I'm not one for shitting on someone for drinking uh, a blue light, you know, oh, but no. these, these IPA drinkers will shit on you for drinking a blue light and they're like, oh, the hoppier, the better. I want to be able to chew through my beer, and blah, 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 blah. Fuck you. Yeah, shut up. I, you know, no, I don't care. Like, that's why it's alcohol everyone should be able to enjoy and if you're going to be there being that one freaking guy who thinks he's better than everybody else about drinking so what screw you you know you you drink two beers and you pay 300 uh, you pay uh 40 bucks because you have oh it's the percentage in it it's so high no i'll I'll knock down a case of of blue lights for 20 bucks
0: yeah yeah exactly And and
1: i'll still catch the same
0: buzz as you yeah. And there's a lot of places downtown Detroit where, you know, you walk in and you'll just say like, Hey, do you have blue light? And they like laugh at you. Three people turn around the record scratches, you know, you're just like, all right, I'm sorry. I don't have a fucking mustache. And like, I didn't ride my bike here. You know, like I just, like, I, I, I agree with you. Um, IPAs are completely overrated. I don't really drink them. Like number one, I think a lot of them taste like shit. Uh, number two, like, I just like the idea of just like drinking and keep drinking like cold beer and IPA slow me down a little bit. A lot of them taste like motor oil to me. Um, and not to mention, like if I'm having a drink at night and I, I would toss an IPA in there, it's like instant headache. Like it just, it just, the next day, it just gives me an instant headache. And this is like exactly what IPA people want you to say, like us to say, like like, oh, well, you're just like a pussy or like, I don't know, you're they'll you're, be like, Oh,
1: your your palate's not mature enough for the yeah. wheat
0: and barley. Yeah, I'm sure it's not, but <laughs> I don't give a shit. I'd rather just inhale blue lights until I can't see. Said, like I didn't ride my bike. <laughs> yeah. And I don't have a mustache. I'm not wearing one of those hats. I'm not wearing a Kangle forward, all of that. Yeah. So no, I'm I'm all set on IPAs. Um Unless Two Hearted's an IPA, that's like the one IPA I would like. But I think that's just a thick beer. I don't really know the difference, so you guys can tell. Like I don't, I don't care. So they're overrated. Number eight on the list. Um, I'm Euro. a. Yep, Chipotle. Chipotle. Uh, they just put a Chipotle here in Gross Point. I used to get Chipotle like every other day when I lived in Chicago. I love Chipotle. I double wrap my fucking burritos. I love Chipotle. I think Chipotle is underrated. It's a go-to.
1: I'm getting hungry just thinking about Chipotle. I love it. Yeah, I'm with you. I think Chipotle is definitely underrated. Uh, they just actually opened up a Chipotle here in Ferndale. Wow. Uh, they took out Dickie's barbecue for the Chipotle. They're still working out the kinks right now at this Chipotle. But um, the big thing is that my little trick at Chipotle is okay. – um, I'll go and I'll say, you know, like I'll take a scoop of of chicken or Kanye or whatever. I always get the burrito bowl. Okay. I don't get the burrito, the burrito I, bowl. I'll get that. So they'll put a scoop on there because you never say if you, I already premeditated, I'm already getting two scoops, mm-hmm. but I always tell them one scoop. So they put it on there. And then when they're done, I was like, you know what? I'll take another scoop because then they have to put the same size scoop on there because yeah. you tell them double scoop. They'll you know, first they'll be like just a little bit and then they'll put a little oh, okay. bit more. So that's the trick right there. That's a hot move. Yeah. That's a hot move. So I'm that guy, I'm that annoying guy at
0: Chipotle who double wraps his burrito. Like I just love the tortilla. It's sick fuck shit. I get it. Like, but I go two tortillas on my goddamn burrito. <laughs> so I don't do the double meat thing because the more you stuff in there, the harder it gets to to roll. And then like sometimes you just get a bad roll, but I like that extra security. Uh Man, I love Chipotle. And you can eat, like, half of it, wrap it up, and pop it in the fridge and microwave it again. It's just fine. It's, like, not a bad reheat. So, underrated on Chipotle. Number nine. Number nine. I think this one was mentioned before. I think it was mentioned last week, actually. Um, so, we actually have a duplicate here, but I, it's Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. Didn't we do this one already? Yeah. Uh... Yeah, yeah, we did. Because you yeah. said it was underrated and I said it was overrated. So here, let's. let's I don't think did... it was
1: last week. I think it was like a few weeks ago.
0: Yeah, I do too. Um Here, let's skip. Let's skip that one since we already did it. We got a bunch
1: here. Um So go to uh, Rob's six. I, I could. We'll uh, skip it. Who, Bill Beasley? Yeah, go to B- Beasley. Let's go to Beasley's
0: six are Beasley right here. To Chloe, we need two more, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, she has her ten. Yeah, well, so I'm, I just left her list. I'm now into Bill. Be- I'm just we're all over the place. We're whoring around with our list of <laughs> overunders this week. So, so number eight. Let's go with number eight. Matthew. This is on Bill Beasley's list. Matthew Stafford's career in Detroit.
1: Um, I would say uh, Matthew Stafford's career in Detroit was um, overrated, uh, simply because he didn't. Elevate guys around him. Um, yeah, I think he played through injuries and stuff, and I think that's what got fans all excited about him and loved him because he, you know, he was that tough guy, and he, you know, came out and said, "I love Detroit, I love the city," and people got behind that. But I don't think he did enough on the field. Um, if you're talking from X and O standpoint, yeah, he he has a lot of you know yards and different things like that but um, he didn't elevate guys around him to be, you know, great players.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I'm with you. Like um, you guys know I'm the number one Stafford fan in the world, but I'm also not blind, you know, and if we're asking is his, if his career is not overrated in Detroit with no playoff wins and no home playoff games and no division championships, I mean, the, the bar is extremely low, you know? So I love Stafford for who he was and his grit and how hard he tried and everything. And I thought he, played great in the games he did but i mean there was years he had better rosters than rogers probably did and rogers is able to elevate that team take him to the next level so i love matthew stafford but yeah i mean x's and o's wise record wise numbers wise probably overrated overrated career in detroit unfortunately but i hope they go win with the fucking rams next year all right number nine number nine jared goff's future in detroit this is on me, and I'm going to say underrated just because everyone is shitting on him. Every one of the fan base seems to not be excited about him, seems that he is no part of the future, and if he's not, fine, fuck it. But right now I'm not going to say it's overrated. I'm going to be hopeful, be excited. Hopefully Goff comes out, and who knows? Maybe wins us a few games. We'll see. I'm going to say underrated on Goff's future in Detroit.
1: I'm going to say underrated, and I said this um, a couple weeks ago. Um, it's I think it's underrated because – Goff is going to in his first season with the Lions will lead them to the playoffs. I love that. I love that. That that's your take. That you just think we're going right back. We're going to the playoffs with him. Yep.
0: It's crazy to me. I hope that's I hope that's correct. Last one on the list from Bill Beasley's list. We've used three different lists of fans this week. Number 10 on the list
1: uh Post Malone. Posty. Post Malone. You're up first. Um I say he's uh, underrated. I like him. I like I like a lot of his music. Um, Just overall, I just think he's underrated.
0: Yeah, I think he's underrated, too. I think he's a cool dude. Like, I mean, all the video clips you see of him with fans, he's just like a chill guy. Like, I don't know if you saw one of them. He's like giving high fives at a concert. He he knocks knocks the beer. beer. Yeah, he (laughs) knocks the beer out of the guy's hands, runs and gets him a new one. Like, just even his like songs, like he's talking about like uh driving around in the utah snow like blair and fallout boy like it's just like he just doesn't give a shit he just talks about whatever he's into and he can low-key sing i didn't know he could actually sing but he like took over a mic at mgm in detroit here and just started ripping a song and like the guy's got talent the guy's got yeah. real talent he just looks like pig pen from charlie brown <laughs> definitely He's a dirtball. He's an absolute dirtball. I'm not recapping the over unders because they're on three different emails across three different systems here, and I don't even remember what they were. So, hope you guys got enough of the over under there. I appreciate you guys listening to episode 57. Uh, we're gonna keep going on from here. Football's done, so we're gonna have to get creative with what we what we produce from here, Jay. But if you aren't already, go follow on iTunes and Spotify. Don't forget to write a review. Follow on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, everything else in between. Go follow JU on Instagram, Calls3030. We appreciate everything you guys uh, do for us. If you support us, don't forget to support our sponsor, Selva Teas. Go to selvatees.com. Use the code FIZ10 for 10% off all the teas on their website. I think they got some new teas coming out. Go check them out, guys. I'm drinking them every day. And this week, keep your eyes peeled for the Iserman t-shirt, long-sleeve tee, crew neck, and hoodie, all launching on Champagne. excuse me, on ChampagneAthletics.com. Percentage of the proceeds goes to the East Side Youth Sports Foundation, which provides opportunities for kids less fortunate to play the sports that we grew up loving. So if you love Iserman, you love t-shirts, hoodies, crew necks, Go buy one of these. They're super high quality. They're so good. You're going to be giving handing these down to your kids one day. And the money is going towards a good cause. Thanks, as always, guys, for listening. We appreciate you being here. Thanks for all the support. And we will see you next
1: week. Peace out.